My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And this is Anna Scott. And today I have the great honor of interviewing Samantha Herman, who is one of the writers in um, my special series of the book called um, The Story of the Muses. And Sam, Sam, do you go by Sam or Samantha? Sam, Samantha, or Sammy. I'm very flexible. Okay, good. Well, welcome, Sammy. And she is one of the contributing, 14 contributing authors in the book. And um, it's just an honor to talk to you. I I don't know Sam or Samantha or Sammy very well, each which one. But the little I do know about her, I can tell there's a huge, um, there's something beautiful about her and a huge, rich history. And we were just about talking about the writing. And she said that the right, you said, you're about to say this writing led you back to that. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think um, I'd wanted to, to write for a long time, but I guess like many people, when I put pen to paper, I was super into my judgment of it and wanting to be writerly. And I had this, this whole idea. And then, of course, coming across Jules and her lessons opened a whole world where it just stopped being about that, for which I'll be forever grateful. But actually... Um, I had quite a, a firm idea of what what I wanted to achieve in this in this process, and it's kind of been anything but that so far. <laughs> um, and it, Wait, I'm what, curious, what did you want to achieve? No, I really I, I lost my sister in in very difficult circumstances about 15 years ago. So this coming year will be the 16th anniversary, and I really wanted to write about her story and um, she she fell foul of somebody very unpleasant but had suffered a lot in her journey and um, but actually what's happened and 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 my sister is coming out now more and more in my writing but actually what's happening is that all of the disowned parts of myself are coming back onto the page and I and I feel through that that's actually going to lead me to a much more profound version of my sister's story because there, there's something led her the way that she that she went and I for a long time have you know really questioned why I was the one who didn't get she had MS so she had this horrible disease and and then she became very vulnerable and I've also had the great um responsibility and privilege and gift of raising her son so he was uh, just about to turn seven when his mom died and Mm. so our journeys have just been really interlinked Mm. the whole time and actually I think for a long time I felt uh, just that that was the only thing that I could focus on but actually way back if I sort of take the decades back I started off with um, just always being quite an intuitive and sensitive person and I would often I describe it as sort of popping out of my skin I was quite I was quite 
free to sort of pop off and I was never particularly grounded inside myself. And, um, and through lots of different routes, I, I ended up becoming a hands-on healer and body worker. And I had some very, very profound psychic experiences in the course of that work, which really I wasn't grounded enough to hold. And so I turned, I turned away from that and I went down a whole different path. I trained as a counselor and then as a psychotherapist. But actually what, the, what those two things did was really take me farther away from my instinct because I was trying to put rules in. Mm. And so as I've gone through this period of writing and being in these wonderful groups, I've just found that all of that is kind of picking off and peeling off and I'm finding these parts of myself that are still there. They've just been discarded for a long time. Wow, you, you, um, when you said that I was a healer, I, I touched my heart to my hand because I could feel the power of what you, the truth of what you're speaking, that you could feel energy or something. Thank you. Yes, I could feel energy and at times I could see energy and, um, I, I mean, I, now I'm getting back to a point where my hands will, it's sort of in the center of my hands, they'll heat up or tingle and I kind of feel if, if I need to help somebody in some way, normally it's members of my family or, or, or friends, but that's coming back. But back in the day, when I first started, I, um, I wanted to go to art school. That's where it all started. I really, really wanted to go to art school. And I still think I'm a frustrated artist. And I got rejected from six foundation courses. They didn't want me. And I started to do a business studies degree instead. And it was killing me. It, it, it just kind of killed me. So one year, I think it was my 20th, I gave myself a birthday present of leaving that. And I went off and I trained as a reflexologist. And then I trained as a massage therapist. And really, I think kind of within months, I used to just see things or really feel it's it's an odd way because it's it it's like the hands see. The hands are mm. feeling, but the hands see. Wow. Would you see colors or what would you see? I would see colors. I would see shapes. And sometimes the seeing turned into hearing and I would hear words and have little pieces of information that I think were helpful. Oh, wow. oh like you could see um, the history of what was stored in the body. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, one of the first times that that happened was um, a, a lady that I was working with. And I mean, again, I was young and I was, you know, taking my massage table with me into people's homes. This was not grounded work at all. And it wasn't really what I expected, but very intuitively before I would put my hands on somebody's body, I would always just hold my hands away a little bit. And I remember very clearly with this one woman, um, I didn't really know anything about her, but I sensed that she'd had two pregnancies. And after the second one, she'd had bad depression and had electric shock therapy. 
and I could feel the electric shock. And it was exactly that. It was. But for me at the time, it was very unsettling because I couldn't verify that information. It wasn't anything I could say, hey, I know this because, or even know. And, and I think, you know, by the gift of grace for many years, it was helpful. And, and I certainly don't think I did any harm. But I know, and I have to be honest about it, that um, sort of towards the end of that period, there was something I did, which I don't think it caused harm, but it was very shocking. And, and that was that was kind of the final point for me. I think it was also, Anna, that I, I couldn't really explain it a lot. And I'd always felt like a bit of an outsider. And it was making me feel a bit more like an outsider. Like, Sam, you were, you were ahead of your time. Yeah. I mean, you were really, I mean, I, I don't know how old you are and you're, you're closer to my age than further away. I mean, I think. Yeah. Um, but at that time, you know, what, 20, 30 years ago was that? Sure, exactly. That was really cutting edge. People weren't talking about this. 30 years ago, they weren't. And I, and I was a bit of a weirdo, really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But just to feel and I'm so curious because Jules writing is about feeling the energy or feeling spirit come through you. And do you experience that when you write that you can feel this energy come through you and turn into words? It's beginning. It's, it's kind of like wanting to step into a cold shower. And once you get there, it's really invigorating. And I think I've been very resistant or, or rusty. I don't know if it's actually sometimes resistant and sometimes rusty. But there are times now when I sit and the page is blank and the words are just coming. It's just coming and it's coming from a place that's so far outside of me. And there is no filter. And I mm. love that. I'm, I'm so grateful to be having this this journey back again I mean it seems like when that happens that that's the truest form of freedom yes I think it is because it's beyond it's beyond any right and wrong it's beyond belief really and it's beyond wanting to fit in it's it's maybe even beyond some of the, the so-called laws that we think, you know, that we live in this very 3D place. I don't think that's necessarily true at all. So it does feel very true. And and it and again, you know, for me, it feels like an, that it is it is work to do to get to that place to then allow that stream to come. If, you know, it's interesting. I see the work as different. It's kind of like I have to settle. After quiet, do you see it that way, or do you see it? I yeah, I have to settle absolutely, but it's something. When I'm really in the flow, it's something else. And I've I've only had it a handful of times, but it's it's actually it can be at any time when it's just it's so present in me, and I've got to quickly go and write. There's something <sighs> happening, and it's like sure, it needs it. I've got to get it out there and 
and that comes it comes from a settled place but it's different it's like normally when I sort of prepare to, to write I shut the door I personally like writing with music on so but it's normally something that's quite bland so I've got it all set up and I'll have a cup of tea or my water and I'm kind of in my place that's not exactly what I'm talking about because when that flow comes for me it's settled it's, it's when I've been settled and then whoosh everything else is happening yeah wow 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 what what has surprised you about the writing so far oh man um so many things have surprised me i mean i i want to speak first of all to the community and um the the being in class with so many cool people <laughs> um, i just i really really need to to speak to that because i feel like i've met people from all over the world and and you know when i when i started this it was pre-covid so who knew from zoom right and yet there's such an intimate connection and I feel like I've made proper friends, you know, people that I've really shared parts of myself with and they've shared and it, that I, that's the first thing that's just been amazing. And I think because of that, and, and I, I think I wrote somewhere that I've never experienced teaching in the way that Jules teaches. And I'm really indebted to her as well to have had that experience in my life that feels more like having a very wise mentor plus teacher. There's, there's some kind of magic that happens there. How, well, how do you see her teaching different than other teachers? It's not dictatorial at all. It's, it, it's, it, for me, it's, is if she is opening a vessel and saying, come on in, right? Okay, you might need some flippers, you might need a snorkel, you might need this. <laughs> you might need a, a little bit of garb to go in there, but it's a real opening and an invitation and this sense of empowering by saying, you know, for each of us, but certainly, you know, for me, you've got it. The only thing that's in your way is you be curious yes try hard work hard there's there's definitely work to be done here um i wish i would have had that when i was at school and never had this experience before and oh and, wow you know I'm, I'm 57 years old so i'm really pleased that i get to have that while i'm on the planet because i think that's good okay so your your experience you were really way ahead of your time yeah. And you, you wrote in one of your pieces, and I remember about an experience that you had, I believe, in Israel. Yes, that was very. Um, so when I didn't get into art school, I did what every um, Northwest London Jewish kid did. I, well, maybe not everybody, but I went and I volunteered on a kibbutz for a while. I kind of it really threw me through a loop. And I decided I was going to volunteer and I went to this wonderful kibbutz, which is it's called Enhurod, it's in the north of Israel. And this was in the day when kibbutzim were still kibbutzes. It's very different now in Israel in many aspects. But it was a great 
collective experience or a process of learning the language and working. And I worked in every single part of the, the kibbutz and I met some amazing people, um, including somebody who I felt very deeply in love with. And um, he, you know, uh, Israeli young people have to join the army and he was conscripted from 18 to 21. And then he went back, he decided he was going to go and serve and he reached the rank of captain. And unfortunately, he was killed in Lebanon, you know, something that happened. But I had an experience with him post death. Um, I had received the news that he died and I got on a plane straight away in, in the Jewish tradition. We have our funerals very quickly. And it's only five hours from the UK to Israel. And actually, when I when I arrived at night, um, my cousin met me from the plane and said, don't worry, you, the funeral is going to be tomorrow. Come stay with us tonight and took me to his home. And that night in a. I don't know, it wasn't a sleep state, it was some other state. I saw this young man very clearly, he very clearly came for me and took me by the hand and led me away with him, away from this dimension. But the thing that I remember most vividly, and certainly when I woke up the next morning, was that he looked absolutely perfect apart from a bullet hole in his neck. And the next day was the funeral and it was very, very tragic. He was a really loved man, also quite ahead of his times. And actually he was the first person who'd ever told me that I had good hands and I should <laughs> use my hands in healing. Um, but after the funeral, I went to sit with his mum and she said, you know, Sammy, I, I didn't believe it was really him. So I went to look and he was perfect apart from a bullet hole in his neck. And I, I always took that as a gift. That <laughs> it was my gift that I knew that there was this continuation and <laughs> and a very, very pure love. That was a very pure love at that stage in my life. Of you know, I think we have different loves, different versions of love that come through life. What's so beautiful about writing, and especially your writing is that story you wrote wanted me to know more. Oh, thank you. That's the gift of, of writing, is it's like we get a little snippet into somebody's life. And I, I, I've been dying to ask you. <laughs> oh. I, I don't remember when class that was, but that's the power of writing. If it we do it well. Anna, you asked me what, what surprised me. And the other thing that's really surprised me is how many memories there are that are kind of like origami. They're, they're like tucked into something else. And then I get to unpick oh. them. It's like, whoa, there's something else there. And so it, it's, this is all, almost feels like it's giving me my life back in lots of ways. Mm. So it's... It's, it's amazing. I mean, it is just, it's a real privilege to be a part of this process. And yeah, I'm thrilled. I, um, I'm curious, as you go through your origami and open it up, do you view the, 
do you view yourself differently because of it? Uh, yes and no. So my origami is also onion layers. So I, I have this, you know, I don't think it's particularly original, but this, this idea really from therapy that you know, we're onion layers and you peel a layer, but then there's another layer and there's another layer and there are so many layers. So at times with, with the unfolding origami, yeah, I really do see myself differently. And, and lots of things have been laid to rest. Um, I think more recently, I've, I've had to go into, it makes me feel a bit kind of sticky, into parts of myself that I'm much more uncomfortable with. And it's been tough. But it's not, you know, it's not a therapeutic process at all. It really isn't. It's, there's nothing to therapize. There's nothing to make better. It's all about acceptance and non and not judging and actually it's accepting and not judging where the things where I trip up because I'm human <laughs> I I don't know about you but um Jules talked about like falling in love with yourself on the page that's one of my favorite quotes with her about from her and I'm wondering if you've had that experience that you started to fall in love with yourself yeah some of the some of the pieces I there was something else I wrote recently about um a childhood experience I'd had, a, a, a very difficult experience quite recently. And I really loved the way that I wrote that. And I loved that it, it, it kind of, it came out of me and I didn't feel attached to it in any way. And, and I just, I had a lot of compassion for that six and a half year old me. And I really saw the, the kind of innocence in it and um yeah i loved myself a bit more for that mm, how beautiful how absolutely beautiful and so was this the first time you've been published yes and what yeah. was that like for you oh i mean i went very far into an uncomfortable place a bit like me put my head above the parapet and i think you know a lot goes back to what, what i said about those earlier experiences being a healer and i didn't really want to fess up so much to this is who I am and so that's kind of revisited those places um but in a different you know a in a different way and b in a way where I'm really holding my own hand through it and, and I'm in a great group of supportive people who are also holding my hand so now it feels fab and i and i want more it's kind of give me a taste you know? like yeah, don't just give me one piece of good chocolate i want the whole bar so <laughs> that's so funny i'm wondering do you see your writing as a healing for your for you yes i do and and i really hope it will in whichever way, when a, when a longer piece comes, I hope that it will be that for other people. But like once it's out the door, it's out the door. So this is why also being published in Stories from the Muses has been such a wonderful experience because once it's gone, it's gone. It's like it's there and people do with it what they will. So that's been quite a good process of learning to just go, 
it's not mine anymore. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's out in the world. So do you have any, um, if you were going to give uh, inspiration, say one thing to somebody who wanted to write, what would you tell them? You can do it. <laughs> I think that, that would be my first thing. And it's, it, it's not as scary as it seems. And mm. we all have it. Every human Every human has got something that they want to communicate and that they can communicate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, we are coming to our end, Sam. It's just been so, um, so delightful to learn about you and share this with you. I've really adored it. Well, thank you, Anna. Yeah. Thank you very much.